Hello and welcome to Things That Go Bump in the Night. This is JC Bratton coming to you from San Jose, California. This is Season 3, Episode 4. In today's episode, we're going to focus on a phenomenon called the Mandela Effect. But before we do that, let me give you a few updates. So um, my stories, Parasomnia, Dollhouse, and Who's at the Door, they're going to be available for free on Amazon Kindle from October 28th until November 1st. Uh, so feel free to download them uh, during that time frame. Um, and if you do download them, again, they're free. Um, um, after you get a chance to read them, please um, make sure you give, give me a review, um, either on Amazon or on Goodreads or both. Uh, and I read my reviews. I take, I take everything uh, into consideration as I work on my next set of stories. And um, also, as we know, the Floor 5 Theater Company is producing uh, pod dramas of each of the stories in, in the um, omnibus called Things That Go Bump in the Night. So it will be um, available, I believe, close to Halloween. So, so keep up um, with them on Twitter. Uh, their Twitter handle is Floor um, and the number five theater, uh, spelled T H E A T R E. So it's at Floor Five Theater. And um, if you follow them, uh, they'll have updates on um, on the pod dramas and when they release. And again, I think they're uh, really getting close to probably around Halloween. Um, but yeah, definitely follow them there. You can also find them on Instagram um, at Floor 5 Theater. And uh, yeah, so I'm really excited about it. It's going to be really cool. And it's kind of the first step into hopefully, like I said, bigger things long term for the stories. And um, and as you guys know, I, m- I mentioned in my last podcast that I started a new day job. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting acclimated with that. And so I'm hoping that, you know, hopefully maybe things will settle down. Uh, towards the end of the year, I hope then I can start um, working on my next set of short stories. So um, those are my updates, and I will be back shortly with The Mandela Effect. Okay, so what we're going to do now is talk about a phenomenon called the Mandela Effect. So you may have recalled at some point in your life, uh, maybe a friend or, or colleague, acquaintance, etc., who may have said, hey, you know, I think there was supposed to be some sort of movie um, in the 90s with Sinbad where he played some sort of genie. And I can't find anything about this movie today. This is so weird because I could have sworn to you I've heard of this movie before. Or you might hear somebody say, no, no, no. I clearly remember Darth Vader saying, Luke, I am your father, not no, I am your father. So as you can see, you know, you're, you'll, you'll have these sort of impressions and you wonder where they come from. So sure enough, the Mandela effect actually describes a situation in which a person or group of people have a false memory of an event. Fiona Broom coined the term 
over a decade ago when she created a website detailing her recollections of former South African President Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s. Nelson Mandela did not die in prison in the 1980s. After serving 27 years in prison, Mandela served as the president of South Africa between 1994 and 1999 and then passed away in 2013. But despite these facts, Broom seemed to remember international news coverage of Mandela's death um, from the 1980s. She even found others who had almost identical memories of Mandela's death in the 20th century. So what are the causes of this? Why are people remembering things that actually didn't happen? Now, uh, there's an article here in uh, Medical News Today that covers a number of the potential causes. So we're going to go through those. So the first concept is um, a, a, a potential reason for all this is something called false memories. So the concept of false memories provides one potential explanation. False memories are untrue or distorted recollections of an event. Some false memories contain elements of fact closely resembling the actual event in question. However, others are entirely false. Although the idea of false memories cause discomfort for some people, memory mistakes are quite common. Memory does not quite um, work like a camera, objectively cataloging images, events, and statements in their purest forms. Emotions and personal bias can both influence memories. Researchers have been discovering a simple method of inducing false memories, and it's called the DRM task paradigm. So during the DRM task paradigm, participants read a list of semantically related words such as zebra, monkey, whale, snake, elephant. After reading the list, researchers will ask the participants whether or not they recall a lure word, which is another related word not included in the list. A lure word in the above example might be lion. Although the term is semantically related to the other words in the list, it's not present. Usually, the participants will recognize the lure word and recall reading it, even though it was never on the list. According to the authors of one 2017 study, people remembered false memories induced via the DRM task paradigm for as long as 60 days. So that's definitely one possible explanation. So another explanation is called confabulation. So confabulations are false statements or retelling of events that lack relevant evidence or factual support. Although confabulations are technically false statements, the speaker will regard these statements as fact. So there was a 2017 um, article in which a professor stated that most people are unaware of the information that would make their explanations accurate and are not able to provide better explanations. Confabulation is, is, is a common symptom of neurological conditions that affect memory, such as Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. When a person with dementia confabulates, they're not lying or attempting to, to deceive. They simply do not have the necessary information or awareness to recall a specific memory or event accurately. So another potential explanation is called priming. So priming describes a psychological phenomenon in which exposure to a stimulus directly influences a person's a response to a subsequent stimulus. For example, if a person reads or hears the word grass, they will recognize another related word such as tree or lawnmower more 
quickly than an unrelated word. Priming is also known as suggestibility. It can influence a person's reactions and memory. For instance, the phrase, did you grab the red ball from the shelf, is much more suggestive than the phrase, did you take anything from the shelf? This is because the second phrase contains a general open-ended question, while the first describes an action of grabbing a specific object, the red ball. Therefore, the first phase has a stronger influence on memory than the second phrase. And then lastly, um, there's the potential of alternative realities or parallel universes. So Broom describes the Mandela effect as having um, as a clear memory of an event that never occurred in this reality. Her explanation ties into several popular theories that suggest that the Mandela effect occurs when our reality interacts with other alternate realities or parallel universes. The concept of alternate realities originates from quantum physics and string theory. This theoretical framework explains that the universe and the very nature of reality in terms of tiny strings that vibrate in 10 dimensions. Based on string theory, one can assert that our universe is only one of many, potentially infinite other universes. This is known as the multiverse. Although the mathematical foundation of string theory works, the theory itself remains unproven and highly controversial. So as you can see here, there's, um, you know, there's, there's a number of explanations deep-rooted in psychology, neurology, and so forth that can explain why people can have some of these, um, these memories that may have you know, just never really occurred, right? But then you know, we can look at the fantastical side of it where we can say, hmm, maybe this is related to some sort of alternate reality. So so if, um, if, if we look at it, or if I look at it from my personal opinion, I think that most of these are just, you know, purely related to the concepts of false memories, priming, confabulation, and so forth. I, I can totally see that. Um, and actually, we have some proof of that. So if we go back to this whole um, concept about how, you know, uh, Sinbad had a movie in which he was a genie, well... Screen Rant just posted an article a few months ago where um, they did some more research on this whole thing. And they said, despite what many people believe, this Shazam movie simply does not exist. However, Sinbad did host a Sinbad the Sailor movie marathon in 1994 in which he dressed up as a genie. In addition, Shaquille O'Neal starred in, as a genie in the 1996 movie Kazam, which also may contribute to the collective confusion. In the film, a five-century-old genie appears from a magic boombox and grants a teenage boy three wishes. Although some, ar uh, some ardent believers think Kazam was just a ripoff or a remake of, Shazam, of Sinbad's Shazam. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but in all seriousness, um, uh, you can see where you know, people can get mixed up. I mean, um, Shaquille O'Neal and Sinbad are both you know, very, very uh, tall, brooding brooding a gentleman and uh then also you know very popular during that time frame and and you can see how it can get mixed up right and that that's kind of what happened and i really think that that's kind of deep rooted in this whole, in the whole ideas of of um uh you know false memories but um you really can't discredit some some of these phenomenon because for example um i actually think of myself as a pretty practical person and kind of can tell the difference between you know fact and fiction and and so forth and um i had a very very unusual 
um, sort of related Mandela effect, as you, if you want to call it that. Uh, what happened was maybe about six or seven years ago, I was having a conversation about um, all the different teams that appeared in the Super Bowl. And um, when I looked at Super Bowl two, I had a clear memory that it was the uh, Green Bay Packers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, in my mind, that was like who were the teams that were represented. But sure enough, it was actually the Green Bay Packers and the Oakland Raiders. But I had absolutely no memory of the Oakland Raiders being in the Super Bowl then. I knew about um, the, the the appearance that happened um, in 1981 when they played against the Philadelphia Eagles because I, I clearly remember that one. But uh, I did not recall them being in a Super Bowl before that. And so it's just weird because, it, you know, deep at my core, deep-rooted feeling, I just did not me- remember it that way. And so that's where I think um, it makes it more confusing, right? Because it's not like, um, oh, I can just show you the evidence and then you say, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I just mis- I, I didn't remember it right. But no, this, this is weird because I just had this strange feeling that that did not happen. It's like if I reverse uh, time and... and um, you know, you go back to when, I don't know, let's go back to 1990 and you asked me that same question and I would have a distinct memory that it was the Kansas City Chiefs and I could actually, you know, pull out an almanac and it'll say Kansas City Chiefs, you know? So that's how I felt and that's how I, that, and th- I think those are the kinds of uh, Mandela effect sort of memories that people have that really, uh, you know, kind of, like I said, shake you at the core. So uh, regardless of what you believe on this, it's, it's a really interesting phenomenon. Again, uh, you know, playing, you know, the tricks of the mind of sorts or alternative realities. We don't know. So hopefully you find that very interesting. And um, I'll, I'll include some links to some of these articles that I've been reading on it. When I uh, publish the podcast, if you go to my Twitter page at BrattonJC, um, I'll include those links when I tweet this out. Thanks. So thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, I will be back in November with more updates. Um, I suspect that uh, at that point, I'll be uh, doing a few interviews as well, uh, talking to members of Floor 5 Theater as um, they release uh, things that go bump in the night, the pod dramas. Um, In the meantime, um, have a wonderful Halloween and I will talk to you all soon.